Hey there, welcome. I'm Amanda Warfield, and you're listening to the Chasing Simple Podcast, episode number 12. I'm so glad that you're here, but before we begin, I need to let you know that, unfortunately, this audio isn't the greatest. It's also not the worst, and it definitely does not detract from the content, which is amazing. But I just wanted to give you a heads up, because in a few places, things can sound a little scratchy. But today, I'm joined by Emily McLean, who is not only another cat lady and a business coach for virtual assistants, but she's also a classmate of mine from high school. It's been really cool to reconnect with her as she started growing her own business, and I'm so excited to introduce you to her today. Emily's sharing on a topic that we usually have one of two reactions to. A, we run away screaming from it, or B, we lean into it and get frustrated by a lack of clear answers and guidance. That's right. Today, we're talking about pricing. She's sharing how she went from working for free to being confident in her pricing, as well as breaking down the exact steps that you and I can take today to make this whole pricing thing easier, less stressful, and less vague. I'm so excited to share this episode with you, and I hope that you'll love it just as much as I do. How do I run a successful business from my home? How can I possibly wear all of the hats? Am I the only one that struggles with staying organized? What am I supposed to do about work-life balance? How can I create a solid schedule and routine? How do I even stay productive? And the biggest question of all, how do I manage it all? And can I really create a business that I love without being chained to my laptop? Welcome to the Chasing Simple Podcast, where hard conversations and actionable education meet simplicity. I'm your host, Amanda Warfield, time management coach, online educator, and crazy cat mama. My mission is to help overwhelmed biz owners get more done in less time so that they have more time and energy for what matters most. If you feel overwhelmed or occasionally lost in the roller coaster that is entrepreneurship, I want you to know that you aren't alone. Those things you're feeling, you aren't the first or the last to feel that way. The hard things you're going through, someone else has already been there too. Each week, I'll bring you transparent conversations, actionable steps, and a judgment-free community to encourage and equip you. So grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever your drink of choice is and meet me here each week for love, support, practical tips, and advice on simplifying your biz. Let's do this entrepreneurship thing together, shall we? Hi, Emily. I am so excited to have you on. Why don't you tell everyone who you are, what you do, a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Uh, Thank you for having me. I'm Emily McLean, and I live in South Carolina with my husband, Daniel, and my two cats. And I was a high school dance teacher for about five years and then decided to see what the entrepreneur life was all about. Um, Always kind of had the desire to create something and work for myself. Um, So after a lot of research, I fell into the virtual assisting world and took me a little while to get the ball rolling with that, Um, kind of figuring out how to niche down, how to find clients, um, how to price my services so I could actually make a decent income. But eventually I was able to build a business I loved working with, clients I love to work with. And now I'm actually a business coach for virtual assistants. And so I'm able to help others with what I struggled with in the beginning um, so that they can get started with a really solid foundation and book clients with ease. I love that. And I love, I've been watching your 
transformation. For those of you that skipped over the introduction, Emily and I were actually classmates. And so it's been really cool to watch her grow her business and just see the the trajectory of it and how quickly she's been able to really grow it. Although I'm sure on your end, it didn't feel as quickly as it seems on the outside. It never does. But I want to really dive into this whole pricing thing because I know I struggle with this. I think most of us struggle with this. How in the world do you decide what to price yourself? What's fair? What's not? I'd love to hear a little bit more about your journey with pricing and where you started with that and kind of what has come from that as well. Yeah, it's definitely a common struggle for new entrepreneurs, I think. And I think for a lot of us, the struggle comes from um, being so used to working for somebody else and having somebody else setting our price. It's just not, it's not the norm for us when we first come into the entrepreneurial world that we are setting our rates. So it takes some time to get used to that. Like as a high school teacher, I was used to making the same salary year after year and not really having any say in that. So yeah, just being thrown into the online space, it's a little bit different and new. So early on, I just really wanted to get get started with a bang and get myself out there and get some experience. And my very first gig as a virtual assistant was a free internship. I was writing like three blog posts a week for her. and. I worked alongside her for probably two months before before I finally was like, okay, that's enough. That's enough working for free. I'm burnt out from this. So I eventually turned in my two weeks notice and moved on. And I was just really hoping for that testimonial and that like one great testimonial to get me started. So at the same time that I was doing this unpaid internship, I was also enrolled in an internship that was supposed to be a paid internship. It was a Pinterest management internship. And this one was actually more of an internship because I actually got some training from it. I was supposed to be getting $25 an hour for it. We were supposed to be tracking our hours. We were supposed to turn in our hours at the end of the month. And then that's when we would get paid. And I did all this work the first month. I think my invoice racked up to like $500 worth And at the end of all of that, she didn't pay me on time when she was supposed to. I asked about it multiple times. Eventually, she ghosted me. And she shot down the internship altogether. She ghosted all of us that were in it. So I've had a lot of bad experiences with the internships and undercharging, working for free, um, just not really setting boundaries around pricing. I definitely have learned my lesson. When you're you're dealing with someone who's ghosted you, someone who you're you're doing an internship for free... What what are your thoughts and what are your feelings surrounding your business, surrounding just all of it in general? Yeah, that's a great question. I think I think the thought process as somebody that was just starting out was just I wanted experience and I wasn't really even worried about the rates at that point. In the very very beginning, I mean, I was still bringing in another income anyway, so it wasn't it wasn't too big of a concern for me. Um, but it should have been because I was being, I was a business owner. <laughs> I should have been thinking about how much was nourishing for me to be paid because I didn't realize the burnout that would happen from it in the end. So I think the, I think the mindset was just like, I'm new. I don't deserve to be paid high rates right now. I need to start small. And I wasn't really thinking about all the skills that I was coming in with so much. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. 
they are, they're not thinking about the skills they've acquired in their other jobs or um, just from school even. And so they set, they set the bar so low for themselves. Yeah, that's a really important point. When you went through all of this, what happened next after you've been ghosted, you've put in your two weeks with your internship? What, what happened next for you in your business? Yeah. So at this point, I realized I needed to make some changes. I realized I was getting burnt out. And obviously, you need to make money to make something that's sustainable. And so I sat down. I, I was listening to a lot of podcasts during this period and doing a lot of personal development and um, keeping up with some business coaches and like watching their free content, really soaking up as much information as I could. And so I was realizing my mindset sucked and I needed to make a change. And I realized that I also needed to figure out, sit down and figure out what services I actually enjoyed offering and who I actually wanted to work with, who my ideal client was, essentially. That way, I wasn't just taking anything that came my way. And so I realized I needed to charge rates that I actually felt good about. And I realized that I needed to set up systems for myself and that I was in charge of when I got paid and how much I got paid, not not whoever I was working with. I was the business owner. I set those standards. I love that. I love putting that ownership behind it that this is this is something that we need to take ownership and it's not something that we should give other people the power to decide for us. What did you end up deciding about your pricing? Yeah. And services so, that you want to offer. Great. So at the time I had essentially no pricing <laughs> and I hadn't niched down with my services at all. What I ended up doing was niching down to social media management. I I ditched writing blog posts. It wasn't something I liked doing or I did like it in the beginning and I got completely burned out from it and didn't want to ever do it again. So social media management was something I really enjoyed. I really like creating captions designing graphics. I liked the analytics side of things and I really liked engaging. Um, so social media management was kind of where I went with it. And then what I did for pricing was I created packages. So instead of having just an hourly rate, I created pack packages and had package rate. How did you determine what your package rates were going to be though? Yeah, that's a great question. It, even though they're not hourly rates, I still did kind of base it off of an hourly minimum, essentially. So I thought about it and was like, well, if I'm doing this task and this task and this task, I would be wanting to make around this much per hour. Like maybe it was like $35 an hour for whatever the tasks were. And then I thought about how long those tasks would actually take for that given package. So Doing things that way, you do kind of have to know how long tasks are going to take. That's kind of an important part of it. But hopefully you're offering services that you've done for yourself, for your own business before. So you already should have an idea how long things will take. So that's kind of how I set, how I set my packages. I just multiplied it by, multiplied my hourly rate that I came up with by how long I expected it to take. And how did you determine what your hourly rate was going to be? Yeah. So I do think you need to do a little bit of research as to where other people are in your field. I do think the market research is helpful. So I did look around and um, got a feel for where other social media management packages were at the time. And they're so varied. You have people charging anywhere from 200 to 2000. So it, it is pretty crazy. In the end, you just need to charge 
a number that feels good for you. And so I like to use like a working backward method for that. So I think about it like how much do I need to make per month just to make it easy and a straightforward number. Say, say I want to make 5,000 per month. Then I ask myself, how many clients do I want to work with per month? How many packages do I need to sell to make that amount each month? So I like using that backward method um, rather than rather than starting small, like starting with the bigger picture and working your way down. So, okay, you've got, those were your, when you were doing social media management as a VA, that was how you decided your pricing for then. Now you said you've moved into coaching other VAs. What has that looked like in your pricing journey? I set prices the same way, to be honest with you, as far as the working backwards method. So same sort of thing. What is my goal? What would I like to be making for this month? How many clients can I take on? What feels like a good rate per call with these clients? Because coaching calls take a lot of energy. So that's something that's really important to think about. What is my what is my hour-long coaching call worth? All of this energy and time that I'm putting in to help them along on their journey. So those were all questions I asked myself when setting my rates for coaching. I really like that. The, the idea that your energy should be considered because especially for those of us that are introverts, it is very, very draining to get on a call and to give your clients your all if you're really serving them well. So I think that that's something that I don't know if I've ever heard anyone talk about as far as pricing that I really, I really, I really like. And I think another thing that's important to think about is pricing based on the transformation you're providing. So in any field, like even as a, a virtual assistant or a social media manager, you're you're saving time from the business owner. You're giving them time back, and you're you're possibly helping them with things that they wouldn't be able to do on their own. What is that transformation for the business owner, and how much is that transformation worth? So that's another really good thing to think about when it comes to your pricing. Okay, I totally get behind that whole idea theoretically, but then when it comes to practically pricing based off of that, I have never understood how to do that. It just seems so pie in the sky. Like, yes, obviously I'm giving my clients huge transformations. I've got one client who's working five hours a day right now so that she has more time with her family and kids and her business is killing it. It's a huge transformation and I recognize that, but how do you put a value on something like that? Hey there, I'm popping in really quick to ask for your help. If you haven't already, would you mind leaving a rating and review for the Chasing Simple podcast? See, ratings and reviews are really important in the life of a podcast because it tells your podcast player that people are listening to and enjoying this show, which means that this show will get put in front of a wider audience. Not only that, but I love to read the encouraging words from listeners, especially on those hard days of entrepreneurship. If you felt encouraged by this show, I would love to hear about it. So please go leave a rating and review if you haven't already. It would really mean the world to me. In the end, it really does depend what field you're in and who you're providing a transformation for and what that transformation is. For you, for example, like as a time management coach, you're saving, you're saving your client hours in a day she's only working five hours per week and before she was working eight hours per week now you're saving her three hours a day what does she value her time in a day as what does she value those three hours per day at 
I mean, that's a huge transformation in your providing. So just thinking about it that way, what, what might her hourly rate be? Who knows? But you can just kind of put an estimate on it. And that helps you think through the transformation a little bit yeah. and what that's really worth. That makes sense. That's, that's definitely more tangible than just what's the transformation. I don't know if it's just, I'm sure there are others who hear that and they're like, oh, piece of cake. But I'm such a black and white thinker that I'm, I don't do vague. So that's super helpful. So how has your pricing changed from being a VA to being a coach? Did you have to do any mindset work? Because I feel like that, and maybe I'm being very presumptuous right now, but I feel like coaching is more, like you said, it's an energy investment as well as a time investment. So I feel like you're probably charging more. Was there, was there mindset work that had to go into that as far as up-leveling what you were going to be charging people? Or was it a pretty easy decision for you? Yeah, totally. There's there's definitely a lot of mindset work that's went into it. I've worked with three different one-on-one coaches through this process. Um, well, one of them I was working with as during my time as a VA and the other two I've been working with since transitioning into coaching. And they've really helped with the mindset part of things and getting my head on straight. You're charging for the transformation. You need to charge rates that energetically feel great for you. Um, and not just what you think your clients are going to pay for. That was what I had to get past in my head. Well, I'm working with new VAs. They might not have the finances to pay so and so much for coaching. But in the end, you have to get over that thought and just realize the people that are ideal clients for you are people that can pay your rates and people that you feel nourished by working with. And in the end, you're going to provide them with a transformation that helps them get a return on their investment. Mm, I love that. That's, that's, that's a huge mindset shift that I wouldn't even, I don't know if I would have recognized it myself. Um, that's huge. So let's kind of go back to the beginning of your story. And you mentioned that you did the free internship in exchange for a testimonial. Now that you've been through all of this, is that something that you're pretty against other people trying to do? And if so, what are your suggestions and thoughts on getting clients without having that social proof? So I am against doing a long internship for free for a testimonial. I think there are a lot of better ways to go about it. One of my favorite ways to get social proof um, without doing like an entire month's worth of work is to just do a really small project for somebody for a testimonial. So for example, maybe you do two hours worth of work. Maybe you're creating or maybe you're creating five social media graphics for somebody Or maybe you're setting up their Pinterest account. Pick a project that's a smaller project and make it known in the beginning that you're wanting to do this project for a testimonial in return. And that is just a better way to go about it because then you're not, you're not totally burning out doing a ton of work for free, but they're still able to see your work ethic and how valuable your work is and how great of a job you did. And they're still able to say great words about you, even just from a small project like that versus actually working for a month long unpaid. Mm, That's genius. 
I never would have thought of that either. There's so many good things coming out of this interview. So how do you feel about, and I'm going to be fully honest for all the listeners, I totally did this. What I did in the beginning was I offered my coaching packages for half off in order to get clients. Is that a super big no-no too? No, I think it's totally fine to offer your coaching at a beta rate. Um, Yeah, I've done the same. And I think offering it at a beta rate in the beginning is really the way to go to get people in the door and get those testimonials. It's, in my opinion, it's better than doing like a one-off strategy session for free because you're getting them in for an extended period of time and they can see more of a transformation. Beta rates are good. And then they may continue working with you in the future at your full rate too. So actually I had that happen. So that's very true. Didn't even think about that. Do you have any other pricing advice that we maybe haven't covered or I don't even know to pull out of you for everyone who's listening? I would say put your pricing boundaries in your contract. Have a contract first off. (laughs) Put your pricing in your contract. Yeah, put your pricing in your contract. Send automatic invoices to make it easy on yourself and put deadlines on your invoices. Just be as transparent as possible with your pricing. And I highly recommend getting paid before doing the service. Because if you do what I did and they promise to pay you at the end of the month, you can easily get burns. They might never pay you. Mm, That's so smart. And yeah, contracts, communication, it's so important to be super clear on all of that. I'm not sure if you use any kind of client relationship manager system, but I use HoneyBook for everyone that's listening. It is a game changer for your business because they already have contracts in there. You can just tweak them. It helps you get really upfront with your communication and be really intentional about all of it. I know Dubsado is another one. I'm sure there are many, many more. But if you are working with clients and you don't have some kind of client relationship software, you need to go get one. Yeah, totally. I used Dubsado and it's made a tremendous difference. Just everything is automated. So it saves you time and energy and you don't have to remember to be sending invoices and whatnot. Yes. Yes. I'm all about saving time and energy and it simplifies everything so much. I'm sure Dubsado does this as well, but in HoneyBook, I can create a new client brochure that has all of the information they need. And as soon as they, you know, they sign their proposal, they sign their contract and pay that first initial invoice it automatically gets sent to them. So there is no, oh no, I forgot to do this. And at HoneyBook, you can even set up workflows that just add tasks to your task list. So if it's something that they won't automatically send, it reminds you to send it and you can check it off once it's done. So there is no missing communication or anything like that. But that's kind of a change. (laughs) I love the workflows part of the CRMs. It's amazing. (laughs) So great. Okay, so... Let's say that someone is either brand new to pricing themselves or they want to totally revamp their pricing. How do they get started with that? So first, be really clear on what your offer is. You have to be super, super clear on what your offer is and how long you expect it to take you. Then from there, you have to think in your head, work backwards again. What is your monthly, what is your monthly amount that you're wanting? What do you want your monthly salary to look like? Think about how many clients you want to work with or how many packages you want to sell. And then from there, 
do the division that you need to do in order to come up with those package prices. I love that. Thank you for walking everyone through that so succinctly. If you could give one action step or challenge to all the listeners this week, what would it be? One action step you can take is to figure out what you want to make this month. What is your number? And then figure out how many clients you want to be working with. Love that. Okay, everyone, I want you to do that this week and then be sure to share on Instagram and find Emily and I and tag both of us so that we know you did the challenge. Okay, Emily, what is one book that you would recommend to everybody? And it can be business related or not, but one book that you think everyone should go read. I love that you are a badass at making money. Mm. Zero. That is a really good one. For business okay. book, yeah. I will link that to the show notes, everyone. Emily, now that everyone has heard just how wonderfully and easily you make setting up this whole pricing thing, and they are curious about learning more about you and how you help other VAs, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at emily.e.mclean, M-C-C-L-A-I-N. <laughs> and then you can find me at my website at emilymclean.com. Perfect. And that will all be linked in the show notes as well, everyone. Emily, thank you so much for coming on here and sharing on such a a hard to talk about topic. I think this is one that, you know, we just, we shy away from because it's hard to tell people anything about how to price themselves and anything really that has to do with money. It just feels kind of odd sometimes to talk about. So I really appreciate you coming on here and being super transparent with everyone. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. Thank you so much for joining me here today, friend. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a rating and review. This is a great way to help spread the word about this podcast and help other wonderful women like yourself find it. You can find this episode show notes as well as tons of other great resources over at amandawarfield.com. And if you aren't following me on Instagram yet, I'd love to connect with you over there. I'm at Mrs. Amanda Warfield. Shoot me a DM and tell me what you loved most about this episode. Thanks for being here, friend. I'll see you next time.